Welcome to Gut Wisdom, a show about work, life, and how to succeed in both. It's radio that resonates. Now, here are your hosts, Deirdre Koppelman and J.G. John Gassman. Having employees in your business comes with a lot of responsibilities for the business owner. Yep. And I wonder if any of us really think about those responsibilities that apply to our household help, to our domestic employees. Well, J.G., employing household workers, which includes, well, think about it, nannies, Uh senior caregivers, housekeepers, Mm. even personal assistants, you name it. At the end of the day, they're employees, too, even though they're working in your home. Well, it's no different than working in a business. There are tons of rules and regulations that a homeowner or someone needs to comply with when they hire people like these. True, but you know what? No. As as business owners with employees, yeah. we know where to find, you know, through the Department of Labor, uh-huh. you know, the information that we need through our payroll companies, and yet I wonder... I know a lot of people that have household help, and I believe that something to the tune of about, what, $2 million exactly in domestic help, but only 200000 are actually known to be household help. Right. Not to mention the scary stories and workers' comp. What happens if somebody you're employing at home gets hurt? Oh, my where, gosh. Where do you find this information? Where do you get uh, the knowledge to make sure you're doing what you need to be doing for yourself and for that home employee? It's a great question, and you know who we have coming up tonight. Who do we have? We have Guy Madalone. He's the CEO and the founder of GTM Payroll. GTM Payroll, he's also known as the nation's household HR expert. So we are looking forward. I know he's got some scary stories for us to learn aye, from. Aye, aye. Yep, lots of wisdoms from our household HR expert. Stay tuned. Get the news you need whenever and wherever you need it. Follow WCBS on Twitter and like us on Facebook. You can even listen to WCBS on your phone with live streaming and audio on demand with the CBS local app. Stay connected with your favorite news radio station all day long. When you need to know, WCBS has you covered. I never realized how many scary things can happen to you if you have employees that work for you personally. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, for example, if you ever had a nanny or hired someone to take care of someone elderly like a parent or a grandparent, there are a ton of things that you have to know. You're listening to Gut Wisdom. I'm Deirdre Koppelman here with your co-host, John Gassman, a.k.a. JG. And joining us tonight is household HR expert. I just love saying that. Guy Madalone, the founder and CEO of GTM Payroll, is with us tonight, and he's got a lot of wisdoms. Tremendous amount of stories. Yeah. He's one of the leading providers in the industry, and he's an expert in this. So when people have questions, he's the go-to guy. I'm excited. So listeners, let me, let me ask you this question, and I'm curious, do any of you employ domestic household help, such as like a nanny or a caregiver? Are you paying them properly, meaning on the books, Mm. reporting them for Social Security, Medicare, and everything else that you need to? I don't think so, because a statistic that I recently heard, there's about uh, 2 million domestic workers out there, and only 200,000 are actually being, you know, properly yeah, uh, and, th- and think about all these people that have run for government offices, and we're getting a little off track, but how many have run for government offices and then they co- get caught with their pants down mm. for not having properly reported? So this is running rampant mm-hmm. in the United States that there are people not legally being compliant, and it's a big problem. It sure is. It sure is. So let's welcome... Hi, Guy. Hey, Deirdre. Guy, we're going to give you a big clap. Woo! 
I like to, I like sound effects in the studio. Excellent. New Year's Eve, we had noisemakers. What did could we? we br- we were have- you, JG. JG likes to bring donuts. I like to bring noisemakers. We are happy that you are here to join <laughs> us. And uh, as a household HR expert, which did you come up with that name? I sure did. I you, did come up with that name. And we coined it uh, probably about 14 years ago, and it's being used more and more regularly now. It's fantastic. Thanks. What here? The first question right off the bat, how and why? Yes. Did you get involved in this? I'll call it a. I won't. It's not necessarily a niche, but household help. You know, employees are employees. We always think about employees in business, but employees that work for you at home are employees. How'd you get into this? Yeah, it's a great question. So, I about thirty years ago, I believe it or not, I had the neighborhood paper route, and I was constantly delivering papers and and having conversations with individuals in the community. Right. My mother was a nurse working night duty. My grandfather uh, had moved in with us who had Alzheimer's. Uh-huh. Um, one of my paper route customers had um, confided to me that his wife was in the hospital and wouldn't be able to come home unless he had a nurse to mm. to um, to watch him. Right. So uh, I ended up introducing my mother to the family, and uh, a couple weeks later, somebody from the other street said he had heard that this was happening and wanted to know if maybe. My mother could help during the day. And I said, she can't work during the day. I mean, she's working at night. She's taking care of the kids. But she has a friend. And so I found satisfaction from servicing people on the route with introducing them to people that could help take care of them. And as a result, I ended up going to college, studied accounting, Ugh. kept on running the, the uh, my, 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 my business. Accounting. Uh, uh, it, it stuck with me. So rather than coming to the city and working for Coopers and Library at the time, I started running my company and I pivoted into doing outsourced payroll for people that had home health care workers, nannies, drivers, right. you name it. And this was the early 90s. Yeah. And I found what a what an opportunity, what a niche. What a niche. And then in 94, uh, we had an event with Zoe Baird, who was an appointee of the Clinton um, Yep. Uh, Group and yeah. and as a result was not confirmed as the attorney general because, because she was non compliant. She was non compliant, yeah. and so that created a tax law change. And uh, the way that you handled the household employment was now a mix of personal tax and business tax. Yeah, and that created an opportunity for me. And the rest is history. Yeah, it's a it's a huge issue because and and one of the reasons you're on the show is I was thinking about. You know, my parents are both 91 and 90, living in Florida, and Amazing. here I am, I'm dealing with, you know, elder care issues all of a sudden. They want to be by, by themselves, on their own, independent, and yet my sister and I are having these conversations about, we need somebody to check in on them. And right. what are the rules and the regulations? Like, are they independent contractors, or, you know, if they're living in there, are there different rules? So we're beginning to embark upon this new journey for us. As it relates to what are what do we have to be mindful of, right? And you know we're always worried. You know people you know hear these crazy stories. People steal all the time. You know they there's elder abuse. So this has become a live, a hot topic in our household. And I would also say so that you know you see it with senior care, but you also see it with nannies. When my kids were growing up, it ran the gamut. There were au pairs that we hired. There were the uh, friend of a friend who lived in Brooklyn but came from the islands, and there oh. there was no. It's kind of like a, no. I don't know anybody who was paying anybody, you know, with a W two and paying their social security. Oh, it was f- x amount of dollars a week, and you did what you had to do because you had to go to work, and yeah. you needed somebody to make sure. You know, uh, 
who so where do you let me before we get where you get the information mm-hmm. can you share at least a story with us about something that you know has gone wrong you don't have to say who with whom um when you when you pay household help under the table you must have a story I do have plenty of stories, and I'm thinking about one <laughs> that I could probably time. share. Um, but I, I think the first one is one where you know there's a, there's a number of people not willfully um, making these decisions, but through um, not having enough knowledge or having bad advice from individuals who just don't see this on a, on a regular basis uh, is the misclassification and and determining that this is something very personal. In, in in my life, and uh, the person I'm coming to, I'm asking to come to work for me. It's a very informal situation. They're going to be part of my family. They want to work. Right. So we had a client who who did just that. They said, oh, I, "I found somebody at our, our their local synagogue and, and decided that they were going to uh, invite them into the home to take care of mom. Mm. And they would have this uh, pay arrangement where every Friday they would go and hand them an envelope full of cash. And and this continued for a couple of couple of years." Um, and and it only became time when somebody was asking for um, the the home care worker to prove that the, she had income mm. so that she could qualify for some housing assistance yeah. um, that she wasn't able to. And then it started with a conversation with the attorney, back to this family, the children of the family, yeah. who had really no idea about how this was all happening because for years the parents always took care of themselves and the children weren't quite doing it, and only to find out that they were now subject to employment taxes and that this was really a person who was employed and governed by labor laws and tax laws and misclass- misclassification is not an excuse. Oh, they, so they were, and, and, and just or as no a, classification. Right. I was, it's not even misclassification. It's, it's like, hey, how are you? You come highly recommended. You have experience. Come move in. Yeah, you right. worked with this family. Come work with my family. And they right. constantly trade up. And, you know, I have heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, the penalties are so severe, like um, workers' comp, uh, the Department of Labor, that is, correct? They uh, have a penalty for not complying, not having coverage that's so, wait, like so are you $250 saying- for every, like, week that you don't have co- – I mean, it's like a crazy number. Yeah, so, in, in, of course, insurance um, in here in New York, and, of course, we have similar laws in New Jersey and Connecticut, but – is that we have a Department of Insurance that regulates employment, and as a result, the employer needs to put something in place, as you mentioned, workers' compensation insurance, to any time that a household employee is working more than 40 hours a week or more, um, so that in the event that there's an accident in the home, that they're covered for medical care or lost wages. Um, When the Department of Labor (laughs) cross-references the information with the uh, Department of Insurance and says that we have we have uh, there's no match. There's no match. Then becomes these penalties that can be as right. many as two hundred fifty, and we've we've actually have seen ones where they're one hundred and fifty thousand right. dollars. Penalties, yeah, penalties, yeah. They get fan mail <laughs> from the Department of Labor saying, "Hey, the inquiring minds want to know," and they said, "We have information, right, that says you're reporting for unemployment, let's say, but we can't find the matching workman's comp policy. Right. So it's interesting. And now it's just this huge penalty that." compounds so 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 let me make sure i even understand what you're saying i i'm a homeowner okay this now i'm an employer so do i need to have an entity 
in order to pay a household employee? You're actually an entity already. You're what the IRS calls a household employer. Okay. And as a result, anytime that you engage with somebody on a regular and continuous basis where you're providing direction and control over that person, yeah. then you are the household employer of that individual. Without filing any papers that say anything other than, do I claim them on a, like how, who would know? And what, and wait, hold on, I know you're shaking your head because you know I'm kind of <laughs> going there, but what about the household help, the domestic help, whether they're, it's for senior care, nannies, anything in between, drivers, personal assistance, whatever. What if they come to you and they... You know, they come to the homeowner, they come highly recommended, and they prefer just pay me cash, mm-hmm. right? They don't want to pay taxes, right? They they want to make every So you kind of, it's like this weird little bribery thing going on. The, the homeowner doesn't <laughs> want to do it because I, most homeowners don't know. And yeah, it's, what do you think, Guy? It happens all the time. Yeah. It happens all the time. And, and we'll hear families that will tell us, we think that she is absolutely the best person for our family, and, um, and we'll do anything we'll to do, keep, her. keep her or recruit yes. her away from a competitive family. Sure. I've heard um, that. And as a result, we're we're following her lead because she must know. Um, that that's a definitely a, a, a big warning sign. Yeah, that y- you can't follow their lead. You need. Yeah. You are responsible as a employer, whether well, it's a family or a business, and you're now responsible for any of that tax evasion. Well, think about this also. What about vacation time? I know so many women from the five towns, from the Upper East Side. Everybody had nannies, 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 and some of these nannies. The longer you have them, they're so. And if you're and if you're paying them cash, let's say, on a weekly basis or what have you, it's still cash. It's still under the table. I don't forget about if they're citizens or not. Who even knows? But then they're like, I've been working for you this amount of time. I should have two weeks off. Should mm. they be paid two weeks? Who says they should be paid two weeks? <laughs> I'm not saying that they shouldn't. I'm just saying, where are the rules? Right, right. Yes. So, Wait, JG is pointing. What, JG? No, I agree with you 100%. It's I crazy. know. I'm getting all riled up. Here. You are. And I do want to share, listeners, if you're interested, Guy has written a couple of books, right, Dee? Yes. A Complete Guide to Finding, Hiring, and Retaining Domestic Help. And it includes legal ramifications that you need to be aware of, uh, which is critical. Obviously, we don't want any of you to have $150,000 in fines. So if you're one of the first five listeners to email me at dk at gutwisdom, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M.com. I said that slowly because sometimes I say it too quickly. Uh, please don't do that while you're driving. We have one of Guy's books for you. Right. And he wrote another book also. Right. Got a couple of books. Guy, how many books have you written? I have two books. The, two books. There was one called How to Hire a Caregiver for Your Senior. Right. And that's for our families that are trying to manage the home care for their parents. Right. And the other one is and, for the nanny. The other one's for the nanny called How to Hire a Nanny. And okay. that's the fourth edition. There you go. So be one of the first five to email me. Coming up, more with Guy Manilon, only on Gut Wisdom. Introducing Play.it, a podcast network like no other. At Play.it, you can hear your favorite WCBS features on demand. In the WCBS Eye on Politics. I'm Pat Farnack with the WCBS. Yes, Health and Wellbeing Report. I'm Steve Greenberg talking about your next job. Hear those and more from WCBS when you need it. Plus, great content from other CBS stations. For the best in news, sports, business, and tips for your lifestyle, go to play.it today.
Welcome back, everyone. And if you're just tuning in for the first time, you're listening to Gut Wisdom. And we have a special guest in studio, Guy Madelon, who is the CEO and founder of GTM Payroll. He's the author of two books. And, you know, this topic tonight resonates so much for me as I go down this path of elder care and trying to find somebody to uh, take care of my folks mm-hmm. when I'm not there. So anyways, I am JG, John Gassman, along here with Deirdre Koppelman, the best host on oh, WCBS no. <laughs> News Radio. And I want you to all email her, DK at Gut Wisdom, that she rocks. And uh, Thank you, JG. We have a hot topic, and it's all about hiring household help, all of the issues. So, Guy, back to you. This is... This is exciting stuff. I mean, this is real life. This is the real goop. This is the real this world. Is, this is value. Two, two million domestics, and only 200,000 of them approximately, are properly being reported in a legal way. So here's, here, yeah, go ahead. And here's what's startling about those numbers, and let's take it from a business perspective, right? The state is somewhat bankrupt. Or need some money. How's that better way to say it? <laughs> so businesses, yeah. businesses who have employees, um, there are these random audits that are done by the Department of Labor yes. um, to smaller companies specifically for one reason, to find out if you are classifying your employees correctly, if you are paying them correctly. And guess what? If you're a small business, most of the time, these are the things you're not really worried about, concerned about, know about, and so they like to get you with fines, and that's like kind of a play. The same thing I'm kind of thinking is happening with domestic and domestic help, whether it's for your parents, your elderly parents, the nanny, the personal assistant, the driver, whatever. If you are a homeowner, this is what Guy taught me last uh, segment, right? You're an employer. And you've got responsibilities for the employees that you employ yes. to work in your home. Serious stuff. So I'm excited too. So go ahead, JG. I'm sorry. So what is? Uh, I've seen a lot of mistakes in mm-hmm. my career as a financial advisor, as a tax advisor, from you know simply paying under the table. Um, we had one situation where a woman was given a note, you know, 20 years ago, saying, uh, "Hey, we're going to pay into Social Security." And then all of a sudden, one day she goes to Social Security with the little piece of paper and says, uh, uh, in her Spanish accent, I'm here to collect my Social Security check. And guess what Social Security says? We don't have you in our system. You've <laughs> never been in our system. What are you talking about? Well, the client got fan mail. You know, the inquiring minds want to know. Mm. And you know what they had to do? Go back. I think it was like 40 quarters and backfile. I mean, the penalties were huge. So what are some of the yeah. mistakes Guy, I mean, you've been in this business so long. What are the biggest mistakes that you're seeing? You know, we we pick we talk to over two thousand new families a year, and and when I ask that that of my team who who's talking to these families, and, and occasionally I will as well. What what are what are those top ten? And one of the first things that we hear is negotiating um, net pay mm. versus gross pay. Mm. So this caregiver will come in and say, "I just need to have." $600 a week take home. That's it. Family agrees only to find out after they add the employee tax, the employer tax, oh, and, all and so forth, that this is really a $900 <laughs> investment. So so I think that's probably the first miscalculation. And so we, we if really- If you could see me now, my mouth is like, what? Exactly. $900. So we, so we, so it's, it's the, the, there is making sure that we're on the right terminology. Mm. We understand what they're asking. We understand many of the families' first time doing it, but we got to think about how it's being worked at 
at work. Sure. You know, we're, we're, we're talking gross pays all day long. Right. And not, don't think that our, our person who's asking us for the pay is, is doing the same thing. That's a think, good point. Right. So they're yep. thinking net. They're thinking We're net. talking gross. Mm-hmm. They want to know what they're getting in their pocket. Right. Yeah. Right. But yeah. they also have to know, if, on the other side, not only do the households have to know that that 600 that that person is asking for is going to cost them 900 they also have to know that taxes, you know, you have to, you have to do that. You know, they may just hear, oh, it's six hundred bucks, and they pay the six hundred bucks. Yeah. They're not thinking either that it's going to cost them nine hundred dollars. So, Nor, what's, yeah. so what's your number two? Well, the next thing is that there's a, a, a negotiation of compensation, and the family is articulating it as salary. For every week, I'm going to pay you that six hundred dollars, regardless of how many hours that you're working for mm. me. So the, the the biggest thing is there is that we have to understand that the people coming to work in our home are subject to overtime. And therefore, we have to figure out how many hours it is that they're going to work during the course of the week. And once they cross 40 for the week, they've got to be paid time and a half. So, so the biggest so, mistake is just not keeping the time records. Right. And just to make sure uh, we're correct, you operate, you, you handle payroll not just in New York. I mean, in most of the states you do this. All, and throughout the entire U.S. Yes. And, and isn't it a fact that, you know, the state rules are all different from state to state? They're, they're, they're not the same. Minimum wage is different. Um, unemployment is different. The workers' comp rules are different. So what you may be telling me or what I may think is a New York rule, when I when my parents go to Florida – I have to then call you and say, "Hey, what what are the what what am I responsible for in right. Florida now?" That's right. right. That's right, John. So it's like, is there do I need to pay overtime for this person who's living in the home? Right. Do I need to pay sleep time based on the state? It might be different than it is here in New York or in Massachusetts. California has a really crazy overtime at the end of the day. So, so that's that's one of the things that we find ourselves in all the time is educating the families about hourly versus salary and overtime and and making sure that you're keeping a record of what people are working. We have plenty of stories that come from our families that say, I had a wonderful person. She wanted $600 a week. I paid her 800 She was terrific. Four years later, she came back to me and said with an attorney oh. from, from Queens who Uh-oh. said, hey, you never paid her overtime. <gasps> she worked. I saw her leave in, at 7 o'clock in the morning, get on the bus, and I saw her come home about seven thirty, eight o'clock. So my calculation is that, you know, you owe her four hours extra per day for the course of four years, and here's a civil suit, and we want the money. And it's time and a half, right? It's time and a half. Oh, and, oh and it's boy. it's regular t- time and a half, regular. So they just are assuming. And I remember our family in good conscience was saying, I'm going to overpay you, but they structured it as a salary and never kept time records. So oh. the onus is on them as a family to prove what it was that the person worked. So it's do, a major. Do major I look mistake. scared to you? Because I could tell my mouth is open, my eyes are a little wide. I'm like, what? This is this is no joke. It's no joke. It's no joke. And and you know, families are targets. Oh, sure. Families are targets. So it's it's up to the advisors to to help guide yeah. them to make sure that they're doing things properly to resist the caregiver who's coming to them and saying, I want only cash. I only want, you know, these types of things. Yeah. It's, it's take a step back, get some advice from the advisor and do the right thing to protect you and your family. Well, the other thing is you have to bring in the relationship part to it also. Remember, so different than obviously in a business, even though there are family mm-hmm. type biz, obviously there are family businesses and there are places that you can work where it feels like a family. This is really in your home. So it's, it's, it's family. But it's also business. It is also business, but the rela- or and the relationships that you build with the person who's living in your home, okay, there tends to be this sort of uh, fuzzy gray. 
you know, you feed them dinner, you get, there's a give and take, they work a little bit longer, you know, and in the, you want to have a good relationship with these people because they're caring for your loved ones most of the time, right? Yeah, children or or adults. So it makes it a little difficult to, you know, function in this very business-like, black and white, keep a timesheet or have a time clock, you know, in the kitchen, right? I mean, so I think what happens is over time, you get so comfortable with each other sure. if it's the right person and a, and a wonderful person. And then I think where complications can come in is, like I was mentioning before, vacation. I want to take a vacation. And you're thinking, okay, I'll pay you. I could pay. I can afford to pay for a week. I need, I need two weeks. I haven't had a vacation in a year. And it's like it be, that's when it all of a sudden becomes almost as if now you're in a business environment. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? I do, Deidre. And, and many of my clients feel the same way. And that's really the premise of, of the book was how do we take something that is very personal to the family, right. whether it be their parent, their child, their, their, their home, their valuable assets, sure. um, and mix that appropriately with a person coming to our home to provide a personal service, but this is a means to make an income. Right. So it's a professional job. And, and, and we, we often say it's, what we want to do is, is initially set it as a professional environment. Right. And we do that with some really simple tools. And you educate and we, the family on all of these we, rules. We do. Through and it's book, in the book. And, and over the phone. And, and it starts with that written work agreement. And the work agreement could be our hours are going to be from this day or this time for this day to that time throughout the rest of the day. Is there going to be any time off? Is the time off paid or, or unpaid? Or not. Paid time off is a benefit. Yeah, it's not it's not an entitlement. So I think families uh, are listening to it from thinking about their own experiences. Yeah. Right? So so putting that up front. Yeah. Maybe the first year they get five days, but maybe the second year it's ten days, and ten and the five days is when right. the family goes on vacation, but the other five are at your leisure. What so, about yeah? So so and then That's how? Good. And so you know, taking the work agreement, taking the job description, but now the rules in the home. What's the employee mm. rules? So we mm-hmm. call it in the professional world the employee handbook. Take some time, write down what the employee handbook should be. There's some things that have to be in there because of employment laws that are to the benefit of the employee. But there's things such as, can anybody come over to the home? What type of notice do you need to give when you're going to be sick or, or you're not going to be able to do this? Can you use your, you know, the media in the home? Can you use the personal computer? You know, what's the rule about smoking? Let's let's deal what's with it all. What's the rule about using the car? What's the car rule? Where's your insurance? So it's it's all these things. How do you mm. get benefits if we're going to offer any? You, you take the time up front, invest it, put everything in place. And you do that. And we do all this. Everything. The we, handbook, everything. We, we do it, or they can do it themselves by reading the book. Right. And now once that professional... Is is it, the profession is laid? Right. Everybody understands. Now let's get into the whole personal caring and growing this relationship and feeling really great about each other, and, and also then, cause for termination. Cause for termination. Of course, we want to be. So is it is it a so okay? Do the laws apply the same way they do in the business? You know, you don't need cause to terminate. This is an at will state. I'm talking about New York, right? Mm-hmm. Does that apply to household help also? Yeah, everything's at will. But I think you wanted you wanted. Do still best practice, sure. which is we've noticed that there's a problem. We sat down. We mm. it's based on severity of it. We counseled. We looked for corrective action. We wrote it down. We went back, revisited it, 
You know, the, we have a, something here in, in New York, and Connecticut has one too, called the Domestic Workers Bill of Rights. The Domestic Workers Bill of Rights here in New York specifically says if you're going to terminate somebody, you must give them two weeks severance. notice. Notice. However, okay. let's turn it into severance because it's going to be you're terminated today, and then and here's, here's your two, two weeks. weeks right? gotcha. So so there are some things we want to be sure that we're doing properly, and that's where your advisor comes in to help you or a firm like ours. But But these are, I think, to your question – how do you take something that's very personal in one person's mind and it's a job in another? Yeah. You have to start with putting the tools in place, its profession, and then monitor, communicate well, I, ongoingly. I think having a company like yours, Guy, do all of that, it's very hard because, again, these caregivers, the, the, this domestic help, they're, they're caring for your loved ones. It's hard to be objective, I think. So hiring somebody like you... Uh, to me, would make the most amount of sense. What I, I love about this is that, you know, go to, it's an expert. Yeah. He, he's got the process. Yeah. And you know me, I'm all about process. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what you call the person a home care assistant, a home health, a home health aide, a housekeeper, a nanny, a private nurse, a senior care companion, whatever you want to call them. Right. You know, you walk like a duck, you talk like a duck. Well, guess what? Quack, quack, you're a duck. So you, you have a degree <laughs> of control over these people. They're employees. You, got, you have to comply. Yeah, I have to tell you, listeners. How do we we find you? Great question. GTM.com. That's it. Website, GTM.com. Also on Facebook, GTM Payroll Services. Twitter, Guy Metalone. Of course, we have an 800 number, 800 And and, uh, the books that you've written, Guy, um, Complete Guides to Finding, Hiring, and Retaining uh, the Help You Need at Home, including all of those legal ramifications that you have to be aware of, um, as Guy said uh, just a couple of minutes ago, y- you know, you can do it yourself. If you're a do-it-yourselfer, get the book. Good luck, do-it-yourselfers. <laughs> but if you're not, and I'm not, I would call Guy directly. However, if you would like a copy, Gut Wisdom is here to help. If you're one of the first five listeners to email me at dk at gutwisdom, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M dot com, remember, not while you're driving, we've got a book for you. So coming up. More with Guy only on Gut Wisdom. And Gigi, before we uh sure. before we head out, I'm just curious. In your business, which is outside of the radio business, yes. haven't you had this situation with some clients where they've had domestic help and there's been like a scary somebody's come back and say, mm, problem? Yeah, we had one where uh we thought the the guy was stealing. Because we checked the credit card records, and the next thing it was like, well, we, you know what? We should get rid of him. But wait a minute. He was never legal. Oh, he wasn't legal. Well, wait oh. a minute. Then what do we do? Well, we don't want him to turn around and then turn the client in and say, hey, you know, you never paid me on the books. And well, the, that's enough. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. We have to get yes. into that with Guy in terms of undocumented domestic help. All right. Coming up, more with Guy Madalone, only on Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. When you're on the train, it doesn't mean you're out of touch. Listen to WCBS on your phone or tablet. We're streaming live 24-7 with the news you need to know. Go to radio.com or cbsnewyork.com, and you'll stay informed on your way to and from the office with WCBS News Radio 880. Joining us tonight is Guy Madelon, founder and CEO of the GTM Payroll Company. He's the author of several books on how to find, hire, and retain employees that work for you at home. And it doesn't matter whether you call them a nanny, a senior caregiver, even maybe a housekeeper to some extent. This is all he does all day long. And you need expert advice. 
when it comes to this. There are so many scary things to be aware of as you go down this path. And the rules and responsibilities are tremendous. And if you don't do it right, you're going to have a knock at the door. As I like to say, Izzy, Robin, and Sam, or the inquiring minds are going to want to know. Hey, I'm John Gassman. JG, along here with Deirdre Koppelman. We're at WCBS Studios down here at 345 Hudson. So you're listening to Gut Wisdom. Wow, JG, I am smiling. That was killer. Oh, my gosh. I am intrigued. What did you have to you drink You were so tonight? articulate. No, that, no, no. Was, that, was, that was good. Go ahead. You keep going. Go, no, go. No, no, It's all about you. No. Hey, guy. <laughs> you're still with the, you're still with us. Yeah, you haven't good. left. We have a good time. That's We're having what this a good is all time. about is having a good time in this studio. So before the break, we started talking with you about the undocumented, right? Undocumented yeah. household or domestic help. I'm afraid to ask. What do you do? Should yeah. we not have undocumented household help? I mean, is that just the rule of thumb? Do not. You know, it's, did your great question. Big, big problem, right? We know there's 11 million undocumented people in the U.S., and the last time that we had some sort of statistics on it, yeah. they show us that maybe about 15, 18% of those people are working in household employment, right? Ooh, big so, number. so we know it's there, and what are we going to do about it? We, we, the IRS, Department of Labor, Homeland Security, mm. it's pretty clear. You're not to hire someone who's not eligible for employment, including those who don't have proper documentation, right? Yeah. We also are realists, and we understand that families are making decisions um, to go ahead and take that risk for many reasons. Yeah, they, right. and, and the primary it's emotionally one, emotional. It's mostly emotional. This is yeah. the best possible person. Yeah. Um, they're going to take great care of my family, yeah. my parent, my home, whatever it might be. They have real reasons to take that risk. Um, what's really, really important and we say this all the time to our advisors we consult with, with our families that call us, that are, that are asking us the same question, is that just because someone's undocumented or not eligible for employment doesn't mean that then we can be reckless and not follow the wage law, sure. overtime law, labor law, yeah, tax yeah. law, insurance law. So what our advice is is that if you're willing to take that risk, then you need to treat them as if they were eligible for employment and pay them at least minimum wage, pay them time and a half for overtime, get the workers' compensation insurance, do the income tax withholding yeah. and filing, and, and put them on a road to compliance and, and legitimacy. And then who knows? That might be one of the things that you're helping this person do, do to, become to become eligible for citizenship as oh. they I assume they might be in line already waiting right, right? so 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 the family's That's a great wisdom. Thank you. That is a great wisdom. Thank you. JG, I know I see you're like chomping. Yeah, because I think a lot of people think, oh if they're illegal then I'm relieved from all these other responsibilities. And the point of the matter is, you're not. No, and I've I've read unfortunately, I'm sure some of us have also um some really bad stories treatment of you know, domestic help that's undocumented. Not only are they not paid well, uh, forget about overtime or time and a half or vacation. I mean, it, there's been some really ugly stories out there, yeah. which uh, which would be avoided if you did the right thing. And you want to do the right thing. And, and, and not only for yourself as the homeowner, right? As the employer. As the employer. Right. right. What's in it? What are the benefits? Oh, what are the benefits for the employee? For the employee, for the domestic worker in your home. What's the benefit to them or benefits to them to 
um, be compliant. Be compliant. Yep. Can you answer that guy? I sure can. You know, there's, and that's a big thing that our families are struggling with. They're they're saying we we this person is um, wants to have that cash under the table. Right. They they don't want to be compliant. They don't even know that they're they're doing this. And and how do I argue back that this is the way? That this is we, good for th- you. This is really good for you. <laughs> Pay taxes. And, it's good for you. It's good for you. Like and, the cough medicine. Exactly. There's a couple <laughs> things. Eat your spinach. A couple things on a short-term basis and a long-term basis that the family can articulate. And number one is if we're going to provide documented pay, legal pay, I'm going to give you a pay stub. You're going to be able to take that pay stub, go to the bank, apply for a credit card, play for a mortgage, housing, whatever it might be. Right. So now I'm, I'm, I'm providing you some legitimacy there. You are protected underneath unemployment insurance in the event that this mm. great relationship sours and I and you involuntarily leave this position. I can walk you down to unemployment or direct you to unemployment and you can pick up unemployment insurance as a gap to fund your your living expenses until you find that next job. Makes sense. Workers compensation. If I if you get hurt on the job, then when you go to the hospital and you say I had a workplace injury or I was walking the family dog and slipped on the ice here in the city. Okay, well, now I have coverage because I have comp, and I'm going to have coverage for my lost wages. Additionally, if you get hurt or you have a short-term disability or you have pregnancy, you have a, a disability coverage that will, will cover you as well. There's a new thing in New York called the Personal Family Leave Act. Oh, Families yes. are subject to it, too. Guess what? You can put in for, for not that I want you to do this because it's going <laughs> to disrupt my day, but you can, have, you can have personal family leave, and you could have some dollars there, too, right? So that's on a short term. On a, on a long-term basis, let's think about things such as your retirement. And I'm going to pay into Social Security for you. And when it comes time of 65 or 73 or whatever it might be and moving to, you're going to be able to have a record and draw down on some funds and in your alliance. Um, health insurance. If you're getting health insurance through the, one of the state exchanges, you can actually document your, ins- your, your wages, which, by the way, I'm going to report. And it's yep. going to cross-reference. And you might be eligible for a credit. So now we're all on, all on the piece. And at the end of the day, you're not committing tax evasion. And, right. and I'm not either. So, so essentially, we're helping be compliant and we're paying into a system that's turning around and paying to for our you know roads and bridges and other types of entitlements that we, we have to have here. You so. know, a concern I always had, and I forget the name of the show I once watched, and there was a scene where all the nannies, you know, the parents are out working, right? Both mm-hmm. parents. Yes. And then all the nannies are rolling the strollers into... The park talking, talking, <laughs> and, and, and then yep. the kids are off playing on the merry-go-round. And How the much do you bars. get paid? I exactly. Get paid this. I get and then you have that. five or six of them sitting there talking. What? You're on the books. You, you didn't the take books. vacation. I got three weeks vacation. Mm-hmm. I know. I could see like a whole scheme, you know, a scam being run for for people that <laughs> that don't do this. Well, it's a little scary because if you think about it, I mean, you want educated people in in every industry. Right. Yeah. You don't want to bring somebody into your home to take care of people you love if they're not educated. And this is an educational piece here. It, you know, the more education that gets out there, you know, you want to be you want to be above board. It helps you as the homeowner. It helps the household's help that you have, you know, caring for your elderly parent, like you were mentioning, uh, JG or guy is, uh, you know, the nanny or what have you. What I, what I find interesting, and I'm going to go back to, you know, God forbid somebody, you know, your domestic help is walking the dog using that scenario, slips slips on ice, 
goes to the hospital, says, I had an accident while I was working and I fell. And they say, "Uh huh." and where do you work? Mm. Oh, I work at Mr. and Mrs. Jones on East 77th Street in a beautiful wherever, or, or it's a normal house in you know, Poughkeepsie. It does not matter. And you don't, you're not documented as an employee there. I, I think that's what sends, correct me if I'm wrong, we've got alarms going off and you're going to have papers sent to you or, or in fines. Is that true? That's visitors, true. Visitors. Visitors. Visitors, you're, you're as you be, call them. The homeowner is going to be responsible for that medical bill from the hospital. Yeah, that homeowner, and not and their insurance is not paying for it because this no person insurance. there is no insurance. Yep, and wrong. And people many times think their homeowners or uh, renters insurance, who's there for maybe the occasional person, uh-huh. has coverage, and it's not true. So a little visit to the emergency room by your domestic help, who you That's are it. not paying properly and classifying properly, right. uh, could cost you out of pocket four thousand dollars. Right, even if they're carrying health insurance, it's where did you get hurt? Oh, right. Okay. It's job related, so I'm filing that form, and there it goes. And there it goes, and out it goes. And out it goes. <sighs> All right. I'm taking a deep breath. Well, yes, JJ. I see the eyebrows. What? Well, I'm thinking about how many <laughs> of us employ, okay, a housekeeper. You know, somebody who comes in a couple of times a week. You know, they do the laundry, they clean the dishes, maybe they make the beds, they change the sheets, you know, um, they clean the house, they dust, they do all these things. That's a good question. Would they be considered a domestic that's subject to, like, employment taxes and you're now a real employer? That's a very good question. Great question, right? So the question becomes, is this coming through a service? No. Or is this an individual? It's an if it's individual. a service, the service is the employer. If right. it's an individual, now we have to determine a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Is this housekeeper have other clients that she's doing the same work for? Yes. Is that housekeeper bringing her own supplies, her own no. cleaning agents? Is she setting her own time where she comes in and out of the home? Yes. Is she sending you an So is she like invoice? a 1099? Is she independent? Where she's like in her independent business with with in meeting all that criteria, right? And by the way, if she doesn't meet one of them or two, that generally <laughs> that, generally is an employee. That's a, yeah. that's an employee. It's continuous and ongoing. Yeah. Doesn't matter if they're part time or full time. Mm-hmm. But if you ask yourself those questions and you find that she's pretty much under your direction, your control, and you're probably the only client she has, she's your employee. So you do you have a list of like the criteria? That the state or the federal government uses that if we wanted to get them. Is it in the yeah, book? I do. It's in the book. Oh, it's the United the States Department of Labor. It's oh. a 20-factor test. All right. Listeners, Guy has written this complete guide. There is everything in here that you need to know. And if you have questions or you it's don't. It's 370 pages. <laughs> this is the Bible. Well, if you didn't hear it tonight, I can tell you, Guy is definitely the nation's household HR expert. And I've never met one before you, Guy. So, I'm going to be calling you. Um, but and, I, and, if, I, and by the way, I love that inside the book, he's got samples, sample documents and well, agreements. Well, here's what we're doing. If you're one of the first five listeners to email me at dk at gutwisdom, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M.com, remember not while you're driving, you can get one of Guy's books because you need this. Uh, otherwise, you're in trouble and, and they need it. And and you are just a walking dictionary of of this i've never met anybody like you i'm so excited (laughs) i'm chuckling what we want do you want to give guy a big thank you big thank you guy this is uh really uh very very valuable and i think for most people 
We just don't know enough about what we don't know enough about. And Guy, again, how can our listeners find you? Find us online, gtm.com, Twitter, Guy Madalone, or GTM Payroll Services. And so is G for Gary? G is for great, and T is for tax, M is for management. Ah. Or, as our old salespeople say, get the money. Get the money. I thought it was like Gary Thomas Madelone. Okay, there you go. always be closing. (laughs) Show me the money. And we want to give a big thank you to our listeners for your gut wisdom loyalty and, of course, to our partners at WCBS Radio. Thank you for all of your support for uh, Gut Wisdom. And if you've missed the beginning of tonight's show, you can download this show and previously aired shows by either going to our website, gutwisdom.com, or downloading them on iTunes. Yeah, JG, what an interesting show. Listen, this is rampant across the United States. And getting more so. And the penalties are too severe not to overlook this any longer. Imagine if you hired the wrong person and they fake an accident. Like, I'm thinking of all kinds of scenarios where yeah, you could just scheming. get yourself... Senior care. Well, you have to think about this. Listen, you're Abuse. looking at... Uh, you, yeah, ha- yeah. you have to think about this as well. Yeah, all right. You've been listening to Gut Wisdom, radio that resonates... Only on WCBS News Radio 880. Have an amazing Saturday night. You've been listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. Gut Wisdom comes your way every Saturday night at 7 p.m. on WCBS 880 or anytime at gutwisdom.com. That's wisdom spelled with a Z.